glass half full moon. Where if we didn't dig mines beneath giant tortoises, full moon features would go out of business. Now, before we get started, I... Gabe, I, I have something I need to confess. Oh, oh. Okay. I, I done made a goof last episode. Um, during the opening bit of Demon in the Bottle, I made mention about how a cannonball would not go through a person like that, would break them in half. Turns out I was wrong. As informed by my wonderful scientist husband, cannonballs do in fact go through people. I was, of hmm. course, I went to public school and I was taught incorrectly. I was taught that they were used to blow holes in buildings and cause damage to people via the shrapnel. But apparently, uh, a properly aimed cannon can go through like 40 people. I mean, I was taught fr taught on you know movies and cartoons, so I didn't I didn't have the knowledge to fact check you, though I'm glad you're owning up to it. Well, when your husband listens and immediately turns to you and says, "Yeah, you're wrong," you kind of have to own up to it. My husband hasn't done that yet, so we're we're good there. <laughs> I've not met him. Where is he? Anyway, cannonballs, <laughs> moving forward, Oblivion 2, segue. <laughs> Tonight, we are looking into Backlash, Oblivion 2. Or Oblivion 2, Backlash. Depends on how you see it, but it really does not affect how good the movie is, because it's, it's not. Um... I'm going to be real with you, Casey. This movie was bordering on seed people levels of boredom at times. It was. This was shot simultaneously with the first film, but was not released until 1996 due to troubles between Full Moon and Paramount, and Paramount distributed the first Oblivion. Um, with these troubles, it led to Paramount severing ties to Full Moon, which delayed the sequel and squashed any possibilities of a third installment that was originally planned. And honestly, if we were to get more of what this was, the third one would have put me in the grave with how boring it was. This was, this was rough. This should never have existed. This was like being shot with a cannonball. This was like being shot with a cannonball. Segway. <laughs> no, this was a slog to get through. It really was. Here's the thing. They they had maybe 30 minutes of content, and they needed to make a 90-minute movie. Yeah. It's very, very true. Um, there's a lot of jump cuts to unnecessary little scenes of dialogue. Um Every, almost every instance of dialogue is filmed as a headshot on the person who's talking. No, like, two people in the single frame just talking to each other. It's a back and forth headshot, 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 headshot. It's terrible. It's borderline family guy levels of direction. It's very made-for-TV movie. It's very TV show. It feels like a, an episode of a TV show with the way it's directed. Yes. I will say the only thing that I thought was a boon for it is that it gave more to the character of Miss Kitty, who was played by Julie Newmar. It gave a bit more to her character, because I, I love Julie Newmar. She's known as the original Catwoman, and of course, 
her character in here plays off of that and they give her a bit more backstory, which is nice. I would almost say that she's kind of the main character in this film. I would agree. However, her the amount of time she's on screen is not conducive to that because I would say it takes about 40 minutes for the plot to start. Well, it doesn't help that our first 10 minutes are kind of recap of the first movie and then our opening credits. Literally, our first 10 minutes has nothing to do with the film. Is this the longest that we've taken to get to movie? Yes. Literally, our first seven minutes are a kind of recap of the first movie, which is, it plays much more like a clip show of anything. It doesn't, like, summarize the plot. It doesn't reintroduce characters. It's just clips of stuff that happened within the first film. And it's seven minutes of that. And then there's another three minutes, 30 of intro credits. Yeah. And then we cut from the recap footage to the actual footage. And did you notice a distinct drop in the quality of the camera? I did. And not only that, did you notice that the camera quality just kept getting worse somehow? Yeah. Which is strange because it's like, oh, the first Oblivion wasn't that bad. It, it was okay. The first Oblivion was okay. A bit too long for my liking, but it was all right. But... This one was a significant drop in quality, which makes no sense as they were shot at the same time. Unless, of course, this one was super rushed. My only explanation is literally that they needed the good camera for something else. Possibly. They only had the one. Maybe. But we we open up on the bar slash pawn shop if from the previous movie. Is that... Yeah. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. The one run by Buster, who is played by Isaac Hayes, who we literally saw like three minutes of in the first film. Well, we get more Isaac Hayes in this, at least. We do get a little more Isaac Hayes, but his character is kind of a weenie. I will say, I was genuinely surprised that every single actor came was there. I know it was shot back to back, but even then, I feel like... Some of the actors would be like, I, I'm out, peace, yeah, see you fuckers. Yeah, because Julie Newmar was here, Meg Foster came back. It's surprising how much Meg Foster is in full moon movies. Maybe we should question her about that. I don't know. George Takei came back doing a, a terrible southern accent. I'm, I would say it's a go- as good a southern accent as George Takei needs to put on. Well, he also plays a very belligerent drunk of a Southern doctor. And we open up, we're at the bar, and two ruffians enter, and they got they have the, the, the flamethrower lighter from Trancers. It is, the, it is the same lighter, isn't it? It is. I would imagine they only have the one lighter that shoots like a flamethrower. Probably. Gotta reuse them props. I mean, if you have it, sure. But the guy lights up a stogie, starts smoking, and is immediately shot by Lash from the previous movie, if you remember her. The Leather Mommy. Leather Mommy. Is that what we called her? <laughs> um, That's what I called her in this, but she's very much just... She's just feisty and decked out in leather and all kinds of horny. Mm-hmm. These... The Oblivion movies are weirdly horny. Mm. I suppose the... 
I mean, the, the Wild West was weirdly horny. The first one was way more horny, but this one still had its moments of horny. Because apparently Lash owns the cantina now. And she's killed this guy for smoking in her bar. And the dude she's playing poker against bets up a mine that he owns. And if Lash loses, she's got to sleep with him. Yeah, I don't remember how, but they do end up in bed. Well, she loses. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, that would make that would make logical sense. Yeah, she lost that hand. But she loses, and he's like, yeah, I got a map, it's on this dick. Yeah, it's literally tattooed on his dick. And then Bubba from the last movie comes out from underneath the bed. His name's Bork. I'm calling him Bubba. The funny thing is, I looked at him and I recognized him. I realized who he was, because oh. he... He is, um, he's not in it very long, but in the early portions of House of a Thousand Corpses, he is, uh, one of Captain Spaulding's employees, the man who wears the clown head. Oh, I'm glad to see he moved up in the world eventually. Yeah, working for Rob Zombie. But while, well, of course, Lash kills this guy, cuts off his dick to get the map. Lash kills the guy, cuts off his dick, gets the map. Um... But while this is going on, Zack Stone is the new marshal in town. Um, he's apparently got a task ahead that's quite nerve-wracking. His deputy bets against him, and it's because he's got a date with Miss Maddie. An entirely irrelevant subplot, might I say. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense, his little romantic subplot with Miss Maddie. Because this is another part where the... This movie gets a little weirdly horny because they're on like a little picnic date and Zach's talking about- Okay, well about- first, wait, hang on. Did you see the small cat Miss Kitty was holding? Yes. It was ab- It was the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Kitty. Highlight of the movie. <laughs> well, of course Miss Kitty's going to have a cat. Anyway, yeah, they're, they're having a picnic. And Zach's, Zach's talking about being an empath and how he has trouble with people and peace was the only option because he feels what other people feels- and what does, and, and Casey, what does she say to him? Zach, I haven't had sex in three years. It seems like the longer we go on, each of these movies has like one line. that I say, that's a good line. That's a good line. <laughs> I'm here, you know what? You get one movie. Because he's just talking about like his trouble with people. And she's just like, God damn it. Put it in me, Zach. Zach, show me your stone. <laughs> Are you as rock hard as your name suggests? And while this is going on, uh, our deputy Stell and Doc Valentine are sitting in Miss Kitty's saloon, betting on how his date's going. And a drunk is harassing one of Miss Kitty's ladies, and she promptly puts him in his place. Yeah, that certainly happens. It's like, she gave him this weird, like chiropractic thing like she cracks his shoulders and cracks his neck and then puts him to bed is that is that a suggestion towards her her backstory possibly i i would say i might be giving this i mean i'm i might be giving this movie too much credit Mm, that is a very good possibility as well we could also just be way too done with this movie that we're seeing it with rose tinted glasses but that's really about all that happens. I mean, 
the the following scenes are just people doing things. Things happen. But then, okay, we get a new character where they hear tell of a Mr. Sweeney coming to town. The galaxy's greatest bounty hunter. A man of legend. Ten feet tall can kill a man just by looking at him. Mr. Gaunt is quite pleased because there's an uptick in business whenever Sweeney's around. And eventually, Sweeney makes his entrance. Might I, before we get into Sweeney, might I also say I forgot how annoying Meg Foster's mechanical moving sounds were? Because they seem oh my so God, unnecessary. It so much. It was it was the worst. It makes absolutely and there's there's a Wait, course, wasn't a, there a, a, a thing where where George Takei was like working on her arm and her arm fucking exploded? Yeah, it's a little bit of a Chekhov's gun because apparently, of course, Stell's a, a Borg. She runs on energy and whatnot, and Doc Valentine upgrades her arm to be fancy and not rely on energy and whatnot. But of course, it mucks up right when he arrives. But of course, it does come back later. How would you? How would Sweeney arrives? His his spaceship touches down, and how would you describe his appearance? Uh, a dandy and a Wonka esque getup and a gray velvet top hat. I was gonna say he looks like Neil Patrick Harris at the Tonys. But also, before we get in, a, a little weird side. Why are there ceiling fans on the streetlights? Future. There were ceiling fans on the streetlights in this western town on another planet. Space. <laughs> Space requires ceiling light. Ceiling fans, apparently. Is is that how they get the oxygen? It's space. I, uh, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I don't know. It's just something I noticed. And I was like, what in the world is that about? But no, Sweeney's a fucking dandy. But he knows how to fuck up a dude with his cane. So Sweeney is being harassed by the locals. They're like, oh, look at this fucking dandy. And then he does like a flat, like the flash from comic books. He does like a speed thing and like knocks them all out. What You know what would have been awesome? What? If this had turned into a like Kingsman style fight scene where he's like using his dandy abilities in like fun, unique ways. But no, he just knocks them all out. Yeah, I was gonna say we're not we're never gonna get that from Full Moon. If you want that, just go watch Kingsman. I will. So, in general, with this movie, I will say that this movie sets up a lot of things and just makes them super lame. It really does. But so so Sweeney is there looking for someone charged with corporate espionage. I believe is the charge corporate espionage and sabotage and he thinks he's looking for lash lash meanwhile is she's en route with bork to go check out this mine that she quote unquote won from this dude at poker using his dick map using the dick map yes and she does find it and there's just a conveniently placed oil light lamp inside i thought you were gonna say a conveniently placed turtle <laughs> that too, just just a random toy tortoise making weird noises that Lash just tosses aside. I hated that. I did too. It's just like, dude, don't don't be mean to the tortoise. He ain't doing nobody no harm. Mm. He's just in, <laughs> he's just in your way. Mm. <laughs> Why was he making weird noises too? Space, future. I guess. 
It's a space turtle. What do you want me to say? <laughs> well, it's a tortoise, not a turtle. Whatever. It's a shell boy. It is, is a little shell boy. And while Lash is checking on the mines, Bork is guarding it. Zack and Buteo come upon him, and Zack just starts punching Bork in the guts, and Bork's face is just like, what, why are you doing this? This is uncomfortable. What are you doing this for? His, his face just screams, why are you bullying me? He's got the best dumb face. He does have the best dumb face. But Sweeney goes in, finds Lash, and is like, oh, you're arrested. And Lash is like, nuh uh. And I know what happens, but I can't describe it in any exciting way. Where Lash kind of just flips a switch on a rope, and when Sweeney takes it, it electrocutes him while he's holding it. Yeah. But then she just gets stopped by the two outside, so that didn't matter. Well, no, she she ran back into the mines and Sweeney, I guess, used her own whip against her because he comes out carrying oh, right. her over his shoulder. But also, weirdly enough, Lash kind of comes goes in and out of a British accent. Space. I, I, it's a space accent, don't you know? I, I, I guess. It's like the tr- future version of the transatlantic accent. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, but Lash's kid captured he's she put put into jail and she's like oh i did all of these you know horrible crimes but i didn't do corporate espionage that's the one thing i didn't do she's like i can't even spell it fair enough and we get the reveal that miss kitty is indeed the one that sweeney is looking for well first off um we have a few other small things that happened before this and that is Miss Maddie is getting real sweet on Sweeney, because of course Zach is going to have his girl stolen. We are introduced to Jagar, Red Eye's brother, who is also looking for Lash, because he wants that mine. Exceptionally convenient. Yes, and as everyone's at Miss Kitty's, Maddie and Sweeney are sucking face on the dance floor, and Kitty just straight up beats the shit out of the same dude as from before for abusing one of her girls. You'd think he'd learn. No, you you. You'd think so, but no, that is not the case. But yes, this is the point where we are. it is revealed that Sweeney is after Miss Kitty, not Lash, because she was an eco-terrorist against a mining operation on another planet. Yes, and in response, they blew up the planet. Yeah, they just torched the whole... They just went torched earth, scorched earth on the thing. It's like... If- Which, okay, leaning back for a moment, ignoring how painfully boring this movie is there are glimpses at the greater world right Mm -hmm. and i think had this been a series a televised series rather than a movie having a space western that slowly sort of builds up this world that they're in could have been could have worked yeah right i think that there are, are glimp like the idea of like this dandy going around bounty hunting for corporate interests or whatever that adds a layer of okay well there's bounty hunters here and there's you know corporate interests and there's like lizard people and they and we cuz cuz one of the things i can say is that the brother of red eye comes in and he is not dressed in a cowboy fashion mm. he is dressed in like a imperial Star Wars type of garb. I was going to say Space Nazi. Well, yeah, that's, yes, they're, yeah. 
he's dressed like a space Nazi, but he's not dressed like a cowboy. So that would imply that there's other worlds out there that are different, that have different cultures and are dressing different. And it's not, it's like this one world is like a cowboy world. And I think that that sort of vibe could have extended outwards into a more interesting world where there's just all these disparate places of, of varying themes and, and, and looks and all of that kind of stuff. Well, and th- there could have been something here. What we're basically saying is this would have worked better as like a television series. Yeah, that's my that's the basic point I'm making is that this had this had there not been that kerfuffle with Paramount and this gotten the room to breathe as a series, this could have been actually at least interesting. I guess, but the whole kerfuffle with Paramount was more so it ended up just delaying this movie from its release and stopped a third one from happening. So there's, it really didn't have anything to do with the actual meat of this film, just a matter of its release and the series is eventual end. Okay, you know what, yeah, sure. But this this movie is shot like a TV show. So it, it makes sense as yes. to feel... It makes sense as to why it feels like it would have worked better as a TV show, because it looks like one. It looks like an early to mid-90s television show. Right. So, moving from learning Miss Kitty is the, is the, is the villain of the story, so to speak, we, we get Zack, and is like, he's like, I got... You're not going to be able to take a lash off world, because we need to have her tried here on Oblivion, and... Sweeney's like, mm, think not. Kind of fucking hate that. But and a fight ensues. A fist fight. Just a good old fist fight. This is the lamest fight I've ever seen. It's so bad. It's so fucking lame. Like, Zack is supposed to be our hero, and he's such... He's so lame. This Marshall is so lame. I hate him. And Buteo is, like, he's brought down to nothing more than a native sidekick. Yeah, it's... This movie really should have had so... Like, okay, take a step back. Look at this. We got a bounty hunter who is clearly demonstrated to have exceptional martial skill. Well, and you got these two rough-and-tumble country boys who are going to use their their work together to kind of take him down but no they just get their asses kicked and are made absolute fools until the space lizard nazis show up well it also turns out that sweeney's also a kind of a oh my god right he turns into a demon he turns into one ugly son of a bitch and very very bad cg like the green screening is so obvious and so poorly lit there's some exceptional, sex, exceptionally bad uses of green screen in this. It it really is, because, like, they feel like they were done after the fact. Like, they feel like they were just added in at the last minute. It's not great. Feels like they were done in reshoots. Might have been, because the camera quality just keeps changing. Yeah, they might have been done in reshoots, especially because, like, the lighting on them is so different with these green screen shots. But Sweeney's some kind of demon shapeshifter. Jagar arrives with a small troop of soldiers. And Kitty reveals herself as the one Sweeney wants. And challenges him to basically a game of cat and mouse. 
Yeah, and he, which he is totally down for because he just wants to do a thing that's fun. But of course, the the image confronting Sweeney is a hologram, and the effects are terrible. It's real bad. It's exceptionally bad. Ah. <sighs> and not even bad in like a fun way. It's just, man, you just could didn't even try, did you? Yeah. Either that, or you just ran out of all of your money. <laughs> That, that too, because it looks like it was done in After Effects. Looks like it was done on a video toaster. <laughs> what is a video toaster? So, it, it's like After Effects before After Effects. I'm just picturing like, I'm just picturing like a television with a keyboard, like one of those old CRTVs with a television, with a keyboard stuck to it. And then you hear ding and toast pops out the top. You know what? If that's what's funnier to you, you're more than allowed to picture that. I mean, you say video toaster, and I assume it's a toaster you can watch VCRs on. Or v- VHS tapes. A toaster that plays we VHS should, tapes. We should make one of those. I'm, anyway. <laughs> I mean, we could... I don't know if it'll work as a, a VHS player, but we can certainly make it. we can certainly make it make toast. And then we can never tell if we're actually having a stroke or not. Uh, anyway, this, this we gotta is, talk about this movie. This is man. where we're at. This movie was so boring. This is where we're at. We're... Casey, let's talk about this movie. No, I don't want to. I want to keep imagining something that'll distract me from whether I stroke okay, out having um, watched these 40... movies. So, so we are. We're in. Um, he, so Lash is released from prison. Lash is released from prison. Um, she smooches on the, the marshal. Why? Because she wants to prove a point. And but also, more, Lash more is horny as shit. Why does he let her? I don't know. I don't. Because uh, Mar- Marshall Zach's a wimp. That, he's a simp. That too. He's a wimpy simp or a simpy wimp. She leaves with Jagar, who was either going to steal the mine from her, offer her money for it. And then she gets it on with her dead boyfriend's brother. Oh, no, yeah, they're like, I would have killed you later. I would have killed you later. Let's fuck. You're ugly because your skin is smooth, but it's kind of (laughs) hot. Sure, sure, okay, fine. Oh, God. Um, They they go to try and find Kitty because the sheriff insists on going with I mean, gotta have a witness. Sure. To that, yeah, we can say that's what happens. And um, and of course, this movie has only like has only like three or four settings, and that's like Miss Kitty's saloon, the cantina, Lash's bed, and this mine. Because Miss Kitty's hiding at the Draconium mines from before, or at least she's pretending she sets, to. Yeah, she sets explosives, right? She sets a trap with gunpowder, and she punctures the rocks within the mine to release natural gas. Right. And then the big foam Legends of the Hidden Temple set starts to shake him. Yeah, they... Both Sweeney and Marshall Stone fall into a pit of water that apparently has something living in it. And as they manage to... Do we ever see that thing? Nope. They just... Hmm. They just splash around say there's something in the water there's something in here help me help me get out oh my god oh my god 
But the entire ceiling of the mine starts coming down as the explosion goes off. Miss Kitty had tried to stop it when she realized Zack was in the mine, but it it didn't work. Right. So the explosion goes off. The ceiling starts coming down like a weird trash compactor, and it's stopped with Sweeney's cane. Don't think about it. He holds up an entire ceiling with a slightly Casey? bowed cane. Hey Casey. hey, Casey, don't think about it. Written by R.L. Stein, Be- The Haunting Hour. But guess what? <laughs> Want to know what happens to that mountain with the cave? Well, first off, Kitty supposedly dies in it. Okay, yeah, that happens. But then what happens? Tell me what happens to that mountain with the cave. <gasps> it's the best part of the movie. The mountain wasn't a mountain. It was a giant tortoise. Remember that one time there was a turtle? That one time? Turns out this whole thing was a big turtle. <laughs> it was underneath it. The mine was underneath a giant tortoise. Oh no, it's so big. It's coming right for us. <laughs> it's a big old tortoise. Ah. <laughs> it looks like the worst Gamera costume I've ever seen. I loved it. That it was like. Oh no, it was great. It was my favorite. It was the best part of the movie. It was the best bit. It was the best fucking bit. And I guess it, I guess it, like, goes after Lash and Bork, because they go to find the mine, and they're just like, oh, shit, tortoise, run! Oh, no, it's moving so fast. (laughs) Well, with something of that size, even it going slow is a lot of, a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, well, they do, yeah, they do do the, um zoom out and it is massive it's giant it's huge or at least it's a normal sized turtle that they composited to make it look that big but you know we're not going to worry too much about it so lash and bork and not red eye get crushed (laughs) and and then the movie's over except that uh sweeney goes to leave saying oh I'm going to report that Kitty was killed, and I'm sure if the people I work for come, you'll corroborate that. Uh, Maddie is no longer charmed by Sweeney, and Zack stakes his claim with a heavy smooch session right in front of him before he flies away. The town gathers at Town Hall for a memorial for Miss Kitty, and Thursday Bingo got cancelled. Oh no, not- oh no. Thursday Bingo got cancelled. I'm glad they had that call back. Yeah, Thursday Bingo got cancelled for Miss Kitty's memorial, but it turns out Miss Kitty's alive. No, no, she's not. That's a completely different person. No, uh, Miss Miss Kitty's alive. No, I think we're gonna sit here until she tells us what happens. Uh, free drinks for everyone. Good enough for me, let's go. <laughs> and our movie ends with a shot of Miss Kitty reveling in her getting away with it. Casey. Yes. Do you want to hear a review for this movie? Sure. Eight out of ten stars. This movie, quite frankly, rules. I happened upon it. Wait, let me let me do the correct voice. This movie, quite frankly, rules. I happened upon it one day while channel surfing, and I can tell you there is no movie has quite the effect of Oblivion 2 Backlash. It may not be a good idea to rent this movie because it may not be able to earn the cost of the rental. However, it's the best movie to accidentally start watching when you don't know what in blazes it is. Yeehaw for Oblivion. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I, I, I guess 
if you don't understand what's going on and you're just watching it for the sake of watching it, maybe a little high like this person might have been. I mean, if I didn't have to pay for this movie, it would have it would have certainly been a better movie. Yeah. But guess what, Casey? What? We wasted our time watching this, and I have to ask you, was this a good movie? No. Would you recommend this movie to anyone? No. Would you, would, do you want to discuss these characters fighting any other characters from another movie? No, because they all got squashed by a giant tortoise, and I'm okay leaving them there. Okay, thank you. We don't need to do that bit. Oh, God, this sucked. Ugh. But will it suck as much as our next movie? Oh, um, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, what, what, what is the next movie? Our next movie is a spinoff of our favorite vampire series with 1997's Vampire Journals. Yay! We're going back to Ted Nicolau. Is this the first spinoff we've done? It might be. Like, the, uh, we've done sequels, but have we done a spin-off movie i don't think so we've done sequels and we've done crossovers but i don't think we've done a spin-off yet all right that get, you know what i'm i've been pretty pessimistic these past few times we've we've discussed what we're watching next i'm gonna say i'm excited for this movie See you next. and i can't wait for my hopes to be crushed <laughs> i was gonna say normally that's my line and then my hopes are crushed we're changing things up. You can be pessimistic this time. Yay! Oh, crap. I'm starting off badly. Uh. Anyway. Boo. Um, that's all we have for this. This was a terrible movie. We're putting it in the back of our minds and probably going to erase it with alcohol. Until we return. But, but hey, guess what? Guess what? There's free alcohol. Yeah, there's. At Kitty's Bar. There's free alcohol at Kitty's Saloon. So. Until our next visit to Romania, uh, stay away from giant tortoises and have a horrible evening. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.